Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V the Grill Economist coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the Morning with my main man, El Cuco, working the airways, making sure the broadcast coming out crispy and clean. You know what I mean? Check us out, roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News. Rogue News on every single podcasting app known to humanity, where everywhere you want us to be, plus a bag of chips and Slava Kokena to all of you, as uh, President Zelensky wishes his best for us. And with that being said, good morning, CJ. How are you, buddy? Besides freezing your tuchus, uh, how's, how are you? It, dude, it's freaking <laughs> Minus two this morning, dude. Minus two. Dude, I, I, yeah. I can't deal with the siege. My I Mexican can't... blood doesn't like that cold, man. man. It does not like it one bit. Yeah, move to the Midwest, they said. Everything will be fine, they said. <laughs> it's a red state, they said. <laughs> Ain't nobody talking about the weather, man. It's freezing out here. God, That's hilarious. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also want to welcome all those uh, tuning into the chat room. Uh, thank you for 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 doing that. Uh, I am just a tad, like a day, day and a half behind on the Discord invites, uh, but I'm going to get caught up on that probably here within the next couple of hours. So so be patient. It is well worth uh, the invite and consider yourself uh, in the Rogue family. So um, those will get, get sent out later on today. Absolutely. And with that being said, uh, Siege, what is crackalacking, my friend? What is what is popping? I know there's a couple of things on the uh, on the on, on the board for us. What, well, what do you want to... I thought we could we could piggyback a little bit off of uh, yesterday's conversation uh, with with Cowboy, yeah. and um, I had I actually was ca- caught this like a, just like a little bit before you guys went live, but but you guys were were going you know were flowing pretty good, so I didn't want to throw it in there, but I think it's worth the playing this and then getting your your take on this uh but some of the thoughts you know again i know everyone has a little bit thing in regards to tucker i know he's off on 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 you know some things uh but he had Catherine austin fits and he gave her pretty much yielded the floor to her to talk about her thoughts on what the whole narrative is in regards to these central bank digital currencies sure. i'd love to play it and then get your thoughts on it yeah all right here we go Take away cash and make everything digital, and digital currency is central bank digital currency. Obviously, you have no power whatsoever. If they don't like what you're doing, they just shut you down and you're impoverished. It just happened in Canada last winter, so we know what the consequences are. We know why they want it. So that couldn't happen, right? Well, we may live to see the day that it does happen, and here's the latest sign that it may be happening. The number of banks and ATM machines in this country are in steep decline. Fewer than there were just a few years ago. And in some countries like Australia, 
They're going away at high speed. So this is not something that anyone's oh, voted on. It's something that they're just doing, whether you like All right, it pause or right there. Cash, but if you can't get cash, then... See, you pause right there. It's paused. Okay. It's incredible, right? And this is a trend. I'm glad that Tucker mentioned this. Do you remember a time like in every corner you can find an ATM? I do. Not anymore. Not, not anymore. And they're saying, oh, you know, uh, there's ATM crime and we want to mitigate the crime. No, 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 no. What they're doing is they are systematically destroying the fungibility and the utility of cash. That is what they're doing, folks. And that is problematic. Because that fungibility where you can have cash and, you know, me and CJ, I could pay CJ in dollars and he could twerk for me or he pays me in dollars and I twerk for him. Exactly. Just like that. And that transaction stays between me and him because we paid in dollars, right? We paid in cash and it's fungible. That's the fungibility. It's a, it's a powerful thing that that that, uh, that that physical currency gives you. And some cryptocurrencies like Monero, which is when Bitcoin goes to sleep at night, it dreams of being Monero, gives you. And this is the thing that central bankers, especially of the World Wildlife Fund, also known as the World Economic Forum, right? These these nut jobs, these crazy a holes who are who are so miseducated, it's ridiculous. Um, that's what they want to do. Go ahead, and, and well, yeah, dude, it's crazy. Go ahead. No, no, it, it's 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 a great conversation because I've shared in the past in regards to what J.P. Morgan was doing was closing a lot of inner city banks in in the urban uh, communities. But I read, and again, it probably makes sense in, in terms of some of the, the 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 crime that's happening in New York. But V, did you see where J.P. Morgan was locking up all their ATMs? I believe after eight or nine o'clock p.m. Yeah, they are. Yeah, crimes to the roof. And and I think I I think what they're systematically doing is, and again, it's one of those things you do at your own ill will potentially. But I think people should be able to access cash if they decide to do so. I mean, I'd hate to you know prevent Gus from going to the titty bar or something like that and be able to get his cash out to go, you know, to go. Well, you'll have to pay them in digital, you know, in, in digital uh, central bank currencies, bro. <laughs> so they got to walk around with a QR code tattooed on their thigh or something. I have no idea. Yeah. Now, granted, granted, it's not, you know, crazy amount, depending upon your bank account, how much you can withdraw. But I, I firmly believe it's, again, just an approach to really at some point slow the process down of people being able to withdraw their funds. Um, yeah. So I'll let this continue then do you really have cash? So where's this going? That's the question we want to assess tonight. And we're going to with Catherine Austin Fitz, who has been monitoring this. She founded the Solari Report. She's also the Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. And we're happy to have her. Catherine, thanks for coming on. So I think if you put this up to a vote nationally, most people would say, no, you know, I may not use cash, but I'd like to have cash because if there's no cash, then I have no control over my life. But it seems like this could be a way to affect the same outcome without a vote. So, Tucker, the, the, one of the bedrocks of freedom is freedom to do financial transactions, including privately, or freedom to do where you want to do and wherever you want to do. And unfortunately, as the financial system has become more and more digital, you see more and more not only invasive surveillance, but more and more controls. You referred to Canada, perfect example. 
And the reality, as the financial system gets more controlling and more invasive, it's a little bit like bringing up a corral around us. And CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, and vaccine passports or digital IDs are sort of the last uh, shutting of the gate. It's hard for many people to imagine the risks here because we're so used to living with financial transaction freedom. And we don't understand that when this gate closes on us, we literally will be sitting in a system where the central banks believe that our assets belong to them and they can dictate where we can spend money and what we can spend money on. Um, the important thing to understand is central bank digital currencies are not currencies. It's a financial transaction control grid and it gives the ability for the central bankers and they've said this publicly the ability to not only set set the rules centrally but enforce the rules centrally if you don't behave you can have your money turned off you know you, you keep hearing people on television say cash is for criminals why would you need cash if you're not doing something <laughs> bad why are so few financial journalists pointing out that actually if cash goes away, so does any power you might have had over your own life? Well, I, I find a lot more journalists are beginning to understand and are beginning to not only write about this and talk about this, but do documentaries. We just had a new documentary done here out of the Netherlands called State of Control, which does a great job of explaining the invasive nature of this control grid. Um, I think it's very hard for people who've grown up and enjoyed Western liberty and, and human liberty to imagine literally that we're going into a system where literally our homes, our cars, our communities become digital concentration camps. So if you've enjoyed liberty, it's very hard to you know, perceive this iceberg before you hit it. And that's why it's so important, and I commend you for, for talking about CBDCs, because we need to not let the propaganda uh, propaganda persuade us that one, this is convenient, or two, that we need this, or three, we need to understand the not only the dangers of CBDCs, but the opportunities if we start to reverse financial tyranny. We've seen the financial system yep. engineered using the federal credit to increase inequality and centralize political and economic control, and it's shrinking our wealth and it's shrinking our economy. You know, we have debt growing and central control growing much faster than the GDP. That can be yep. reversed. So the opportunity of rejecting financial tyranny and, and financial transaction control is so important. And all over the United States, there are great state legislatures working on legislation and passing legislation to protect our right to use cash, um, increasingly talking about state bullion depositories, state sovereign banks. There are many people doing this. And if you look at what they're doing, when it succeeds, it can really, it can really reinvigorate our economy. And so don't forget well, the opportunity of rejecting this. Right. I think when people understand it, so it, that's the first step. Catherine Austin. I'm glad she, they, Tucker had her on. It's remarkable that Tuck had her on to, to explain this. Um, so let's screw down into this a little bit. You ever think to yourself, and look, I, I worked as a commodities broker for strategic and rare earth metals and minerals. Okay, I've, I've I've traded back in 2003 and 2004. I was a I worked for one of the largest cobalt trading outfits out there. Okay, so we did cobalt, 
uh, molybdenum, vanadium. That was our specialty. Then later on, I got into rhenium and hafnium and ethium, gallium and all these other things, right? The reason why I bring that up is this. It is, we all know that electric cars are not only economically not scalable, that you cannot make millions and millions of, of electric cars for everybody to drive. But we also know that they are exorbitantly expensive in comparison to their internal combustion derivatives. We also know with the recent studies that have been done, the cost per mile on an electric car is actually higher. This has already been done with, ver with numerous studies at this point, at least three that I remember off the top of my head. So why are they pushing the electric cars on us? Why are they pushing CBDCs on us? Why are they pushing the Internet of Things on us, the IoT, right, where the, you, you have the ubiquitous control grid everywhere, in your car, in your house, smart meters, smart uh, appliances, smart everything, where you are tracked and, and all your data is collated, right? Why are they doing this? Well, you, do, you misbehave, folks. Not only will you have your money shut off from you, but the electric car that you are renting, because you'll never, you can't, you know, you'll own nothing and be happy. And the, and the electric car is a consumable and it's designed to be recycled. But one of the things is, it's also a mobile prison. So one day, out of nowhere, you're going to hop into whatever your, you know, your, your Tesla or your electric, uh, you know, Toyota, your electric Chevy Bolt, Dolt, Volt, whatever it is, right? And you start it up, you hit the button, and you're cruising down the street. Well, because you did a blog post somewhere, all of a sudden your bank account shut off, the electric car's doors lock, the, 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 uh, uh, a order is given from the electric car to the local police station, and the car drives you there by itself and drops you off so you can be arraigned. That's the kind of future we're heading to, unless we stop this. And this is why they don't care about the economy of scale if they don't ever want you to own anything. If they don't want you to own anything, why do they care if they can't scale up economically this whole electric car BS? If you know, why do they care if if the if the fiat, the Federal Reserve, the the, the fiat currency is going down in flames? Why do they care if banks are like, hey, wait a minute, if you're going to launch central bank digital currencies, that puts us on the out and out. That eviscerates our business, and that's not cool. And some of these central planners are like, well, we don't want you anywhere because competition is a sin. Let's just control the whole thing. Let's do a rug pull on banking, where right now the central bank becomes the bank and is able to issue digital currencies directly to your phone app. Maybe you have the Fed app, and the Fed would, 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 uh, would put their Fed coin in. Now, these are all the things that they are putting together on white paper. Will it be executable? I don't think so, because there's a lot of pushback against this. Not, not because you know people are rising up against it. Americans ain't rising up for shit, right? But there are counter-interests that are counter to this.
And what will happen when these two interests are going to war with each other, is, which is what we're witnessing today in this country, is that oftentimes we as the American people are caught in the crossfire. So the, the systems, the conveniences, the infrastructures, the, uh, the, the, the privileges that we have often oftentimes become either disrupted, destroyed, or are altogether completely broken, and we can never utilize them and enjoy them the same way that we do. That leads to wider systemic disruptions and wider systemic problems. Systemic problems that are at a local level eventually grow to state and national levels. And these idiots, these miseducated morons, these uneducated fools who never worked a real job in their life, never created a, a, a business, never couldn't even run a convenience store, but they're in central banking. They're in Davos, right? These idiots think that their, their forecasts, their plans and ideas that they all forecast into a vacuum with is somehow going to work. And this is why I keep saying, do not be afraid of the nefarious edicts and the, and, 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 and the pronouncements of Western elites. Be afraid of what happens when they try to implement their edicts and pronouncements and they break so many things, bringing down the house of cards on top of them as well. This is the issue. And this is the greater global scale. So on a micro level, it looks like the net is closing in on you. The noose is tightening around your neck. When I'm listening to Catherine Austin Fitz and she's breaking it down on Tucker, my instinct to me is not like, oh, my God, they're going to create a, 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 a digital Auschwitz here in the United States. My concern is these idiots are going to wreck a vital economy, and there is no way when this thing completely wrecks and gives away that they have any sort of alternative that they could rudimentally build from scratch and, and implement. That is the thing here, folks. All right. They always underestimate the ability of people to resist, they always underestimate the human capacity to say no. We're not going to go along with it. We're not going to be a part of your plans. We're not going to be part of your designs. And I see, look, there's already, look, J.P. Morgan, all right, and a lot of Wall Street, a good chunk of Wall Street is against central bank digital currencies. So that is a silver lining here. And this is that whole CBDC concept is a Davos wet dream. And they've tried implementing CBDCs in, in, even in China. That, that, that project failed. It doesn't work well, right? So here's the West. They don't care about that. It's about control. It's about their neo-feudalistic utopia where you will own nothing and you will be happy and you will eat the bugs. You will eat the bugs. But that's not going to happen. But the trouble is going to be brewing siege. Chaos incoming. Yeah, very well said, V. And I, and I think it's worth also just real quick kind of connecting the dots leading into this uh, scenario because it's something that everyone needs to really factor in uh, to what's happening. You know, since the beginning of the era of, of COVID, we've witnessed a massive consolidation take place, uh, not only to the scale where uh, big businesses are, are thriving uh, to the point where we saw a lot of small businesses uh, closing. Why is that important? Because I think it's going to be important that as they evolve or attempt to evolve this economic model to this digital-based system, that they have marketplaces that must follow the protocols established versus 
more of independent type businesses. I'm not saying independent businesses are going away, uh, but we did see a lot of business closing. So that's that's number one. Number two, what's happening with the current economic model is that you know, you're going to see there's already a good portion of the population who is dependent upon some government uh, program, whether it be Social Security, whether it be WIC, the food stamp program, whether it be disability payments. So there's already a good chunk of percentages of people, the population that are there, that they can easily flip to this type of digital currency easily because they can easily say, hey, you know what, your Social Security benefits, you know, they're coming to your 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 bank. Uh, they're going to be deposited. However, this is the system that you have to use it in. Uh, the third piece of that to fall in, in, in line is that I get a little bit nervous about their attempts and their plans. And why I say that, V, is because we saw so much cooperation when they rolled out these mandates that were not laws. You know, they put the fear into the people that this was was happening. We really I was really disappointed in humanity and society to not rise against the level of tyranny that took place during that time period. It was really disappointing to see how compliant of a society that we truly are. And therefore, I think it makes it easier for them as they lay out these plans, these nefarious plans to change the system, to get people dependent upon it, whether it's the fear, whether it's China, Russia, whether there's a whether there's a digital hack that takes place and they collapse the system economically due to, you know, Russia or China hacked our financial model and, you know, it's compromised and we need to pivot. We need we're going to have to change everything there. They have a way of manipulating society. V. Um, I can't remember what, who stated it, that, that they have 101 ways to get to you from here to there. And I think they'll make it every effort to do so. Now, I'm not giving up on humanity. I think there's a lot of people that are starting to understand this and push back against this level of tyranny. But we have to continue to share this information, to 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 break it down into easily to understand terms, easily to understand things that people can kind of say, yeah, that 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 does kind of make sense that how they they could do do some of these things. Uh, I don't think that their plan is going going to work, but there's no doubt that they understand that the dollar as world reserve currency is 25. May I, I shouldn't guess, but I, it's a number new, number of years since the the world reserve currency has changed and it's changed throughout history and it's long overdue for that new system to take place. So go for it, V. Yeah, absolutely. And the plan of the Davos elites, the plan of the Western elites was they were going to supplant the dollar. They were going to have their CBDCs. The rest of the entire planet is going to cow down. They'll have their, you know, new world order. We will have a new, we will have a new world order. Well, let me do my Kissinger. <clears throat> we will have a new world order whether by consent or conquest, right? That's what Kissinger talked about. And Brzezinski and his grand chessboard and all these other things. And that whole entire plan has blown up in the West. They, they've, the Western elites have completely miscalculated because they're a bunch of uneducated, miseducated fools. They're idiots, curmudgeons. These are not, these are not cunning. These are not adept people. They're, they're such mediocre individuals. I am not impressed by them. These are people that I will literally choke with my one hand as they cry in a fetal position. They're not worth it. So what happens is this. They have this entire plan, and now it's blown up on them. At the same time, they hollowed out their their economies. They hollowed out their, their manufacturing. They have no economy because their whole thing was, we will create the new world order, and then the rest of the world will bow to us. 
and the Asians, they will make us, they will be our manufacturing and the factories that will provide for us the needed raw materials and the things that we need for our daily living. And the Westerners, we will live in a neo-feudalistic, where the elites will be on the top and the working class will be on the bottom. And then the Africans will be our slaves yet again, toiling in the mines, digging up cobalt for our electric cars and the lithium, and uh, we will live like kings. And that was their plans. The Africans are going to go back to mining. They're going to be going back to agrarian and, and a mining lifestyle. They're going to go back on, in, in, in the caves and in the mines, digging up cobalt and gold and vanadium and platinum and infinite and gallium and all these other things. The Asians are going to be the, the – all of Asia is going to be a sweatshop for them. All of Eurasia, you know, from, from the Caucasus out, you know, out east into Russia and into the stands and whatnot, that was going to be the uranium and the energy supply, right? That was going to be the, 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 the petroleum and the energy and all the things they need, right? And then South America will be, I don't know, tourists, right? <laughs> will be like their vacation spots, right, the Caribbean and whatnot. And then a lot of the uh, agriculture and fruit crops will be grown there. And then in the Western countries and in Canada and, and in the UK and, and Europe and the United States, you'll have a, a neo-feudalistic system. And that was their dream. And everybody's going to be serving the West. And the West, the people of the West, the population of the West were supposed to be a bunch of impoverished serfs. It all blew up in their face. Miscalculated on all of that. Thank God it, they miscalculated on all of that. But here we are in this weird state of flux where things are in the process of breaking and things are going sideways. And we don't know how this thing is going to end. Yeah. That's yeah. No, I, I completely agree. And I think, V, we're starting to see some of the pivot uh, occur away from uh, Ukraine. Oh, yeah. The, 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 I think that the, the power construct understands that their efforts put forth in Ukraine are, are falling apart. And you can only, through media, through propaganda, have success for so long before it eventually it, it, it comes to fruition in, in regards to their failures. And why I say that is because you know, a few weeks ago, V, well, not a few weeks ago, it started back when Nancy Pelosi went to Taiwan. Uh, it, it started when you said, hey, we're going to send dignitaries there. We're going to we need to be mindful of these things. And I've noticed, V, I think what's happening is we're seeing an attempt to to, to pivot uh, the focus of, of America, the focus of media, a little bit of, of away from Ukraine, but create a distraction uh, by efforts through through China and the fear that's taken place. So, B, I'm not sure if you saw this yet, but apparently we need to be very concerned because now there is a, a China spy balloon that's over Montana right now, B, that we need to be very fear, fearful of. And Blinken postponed his trip to China because of this. He probably wasn't even invited to go in the first place, B. Yo. <laughs> first of all, okay, uh, I, I, I don't buy this story for one bit, right? If, if, if a balloon were to, um, you know, massive enough, there it is. If, if a massive enough balloon were to um, get over into U.S. airspace, and we just recently found out about this, it just shows you how bad our air defenses are. Or B, it's not a Chinese balloon. Most likely, it's a U.S. balloon, and this is being blown out of proportion. Or C, it is a Chinese balloon. It's probably a weather balloon that went off course. It's not a big deal. It's ridiculous. 
So, so they're making this whole thing. Now, now they're gonna be like, "This is a civilian threat. It's 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 gonna start sucking up data and and data mining because the Chinese want to know what's going on. You know what the Montanans are buying. Uh, you know, using their phones and you know from Amazon, and and the Chinese want to create a rival. They want to make Alibaba a better rival. So they're sucking up all the data. I mean, some sort of bullshit. You know, some BS is coming, bro. It's ridiculous, man. It, it it is ridiculous, but again, with the the power of the media they have, with the uh, the fear mongering that's going to take place. So we have some video of this uh, balloon. V, you know, here Ooh. here it is, right here. So we only that there is a China takeover yeah. happening right now uh, on the west. Yeah, you know, it's okay. funny. It, it's uh, I think uh, Tim uh, Tim Pool. Uh, he was talking about oh, they launched they're launching F twenty twos. Uh, to counteract the, uh, the the Chinese balloon. The fact yeah. of the matter is the 22s, that balloon is flying so damn high, the 22s, nor the missiles we have in our inventory will even touch it. It's so stupid, man. So stupid. <laughs> well, I, you know, and and again, I think that that's part of, um, you know, because it seems like always there's that, that fear, right? We've Yeah, we've, we got to pump the fear, so, man. We've become so accustomed to it through, through Al-Qaeda to... Uh, 9-11 through the, yeah. the era of, of COVID, uh, then the, the Russia gate, you know, now the, now the China gates, what's happening. Yeah, they got to was... pump up the, like you said, you said it before, we're pivoting away from Ukraine. So the narrative, because, you know, we're going we're gonna to say mission accomplished in Ukraine, just like we said mission accomplished in Afghanistan and Iraq and Syria and all the other places we failed in, because that's what we do. We lose wars. That's our, that's our MO. We get, we lose wars. So now, after losing wars against third world countries and, and, and bombing mud huts and failing at even procuring or, or, or maintaining any of it, right? Now we got to pump up the anti-China rhetoric, which is what this balloon is all about. Like you said, we got to get that pivot. What a great pivot point, Siege. Connect with a spy balloon that's spying on us. Oh, it's another red scare. So we could, you know, we could get support up so we can go to war with China and the South China Seas, which we will lose miserably. I love this. Such brilliant, such brilliant yeah. people we have. Yeah, and there's a very there's a very powerful video that I'd like to play, and hopefully, if you haven't heard it yet, that that you'll share this uh, because I, I I think he does a great job of kind of explaining what the entire fear uh, portion of it is, and it comes from a very left leaning liberal individual, and that's uh that's that's Jimmy Dore. Uh, so let's let's give this a listen because I, yeah. I firmly believe that everyone needs to hear this message. U.S. presidential elections are in 2024 and will offer Xi a distracted America. Xi's team, reason and opportunity are all aligned for 2025. So what should we take of this? Again, you can be deeply skeptical, in fact, hostile toward China and still be worried about going to war with China. Jimmy Dore is the host of The Jimmy Dore Show. He joins us tonight to assess. Jimmy, what do you, should, should we be paying attention to a memo like this? What do you think it means? Uh, what I think it means is that the United States is trying to provoke and sable ratter with another nuclear power, right? This is what we were supposed to be afraid of was going to happen with Donald Trump, right? We couldn't have, he's a crazy man who's going to have his finger on the nuclear button. And now we have Demented Joe who is saber rattling with two nuclear powers and they get the corporate media sponsored by the military. 
military-industrial complex to get Americans to cheer it on. And why do Americans cheer it on? Because they have no idea what's actually happening with their foreign policy. And what's worse right. is they have no yeah. idea that they have no idea <laughs> that they don't have any idea what's happening with their foreign <laughs> policy. We have 400 military bases surrounding China since the Korean War. Do we really think that China is getting ready to invade the United States? Because I tell you, they're not. They make everything we use in the United States. Why? Because the same people who want this war are the same people who took the good jobs that are manufacturing jobs in America, turned them into low-paying, crappy jobs, and then shipped them to China. And then we get angry at them for the system that we set up if they're so corrupt. Because that's the thing. Americans have no idea how corrupt their government is. They think our government's just regular corrupt, like, oh, Trump gave his son a job or Biden gave his kid a no-show no job in the Ukraine war. That's not the whole thing is corrupt. The $800 billion military budget is $800 billion of corruption. Why do we have to have eight, 900 military bases around? We're the ones provoking this war, just like we provoked the war in Ukraine. We are now provoking a war with China. And what? who, who benefits? I'll tell you right now. Your enemy is not China. Your enemy is not Russia. Your enemy is the military industrial complex, which has been fleecing this country to the tunes of hundreds of billions and trillions of dollars. How many times are we going to have a defense secretary say, hey, we can't account for $2 trillion in the Pentagon again, That, like, which has happened twice now in my lifetime. Mm. So again, people are being, uh, uh, the, the war machine cannot be stopped. Who's running this country? The war machine. It certainly isn't Joe Biden making these decisions. I would like to know who is making the decisions. And I just want to remind everybody, the United States is the world's terrorist. We just set the Middle East on fire in the last 20 years. And now we're doing a proxy war in Ukraine, which we provoked, NATO provoked, and was just admitted that we provoked it by the former prime minister of Germany. And now we're trying to saber rattle with, with China and they're predicting a war. Again, China's not going to invade us. China's not our enemy. They, we might have an economic war. That's what these are. These are economic wars. These are wars right. for in Ukraine. It's about liquefied natural gas and making sure Germany and Russia never come together because we fear Russia's uh, natural resources and manpower, and we fear them getting together with Germany with their technology and their capital. And so that's why we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. That's why we're wow. doing the Ukraine war. This is all about hegemony, Ooh. imperialism, and economics. And if there's a Marine somewhere, it's there because they're about to steal some natural resources from another country. As everybody's screaming about what a bad guy Putin is for invading Ukraine, the United States is currently occupying a third of Syria. And which third is that? It's the third that has the oil. And how do I know we're there to steal their oil? Because the president of the United States said so. <laughs> we're not, we're not Holy even cow. <laughs> He's been on fire lately. He really has. Dude, a lot of truth bombs. Jimmy's been doing his homework. Wow. Wow. Talk about a shot across the bow. Holy yeah, moly. I was, yeah, I was listening to his uh, show the other night, and he got so excited because he had his notes in front of him. And apparently what happened was when you do a Tucker show, at least here in the United States, they actually send a an actual truck there that has like a studio inside of it. He's like, it's real cool. I did. I got dressed and I went out there. And so it's kind of neat to see the, you know, as a, a geek, like I am the behind the scene things. But he said, I forgot to completely mention what I meant to tell, what to tell the entire audience. So he shared with it, but I'll share it here on rogue as well. Uh, I've reached out to the organizers uh, for this massive event. I truly believe something that's anti-war, anti-killing people is something that, 
you know, people can a, align with. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Dude, we yeah, need so a million men march. Just as yeah, a so millions this... marched in D.C. against nuclear holocaust during the Cold War, we need to do it again. We need massive movements, folks, because these assholes in power will make a misstep and it will cost us. Go ahead, Siege. No, no, no. Yeah. So this is taking place February 19th in, in Washington, D.C. Uh, it's an anti-war rally that's taking place. Uh, several different uh, organizations that are that are leading the charge to bring uh, people across party lines together uh, to really try to reverse the course, uh, the trajectory that we're going to uh, with with this escalation, not only with Ukraine, with with uh, China now. So you can see uh, the massive amount of speakers lists that are that are listed there. I'm going to forward this to uh, Harley Schlanger and Helga Zeplerouche, uh, make sure that they have some representation there as well. I yeah, think it'd be very beneficial. There. Yeah, Diane Sayer is is going to be speaking there, uh, just to ensure that they have representation there uh, to get more people. Scott Ritter's going to be there. That's going to be awesome, bro. Yeah, to speak out the truth about what's happening uh, with the war in Ukraine, because you yeah. know, again, in my in my opinion, they're about ready to pivot with all eyes on 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 China. Uh, so it's just again, just the empire chaos marches forward. V. Well, that's an exceptional stand. We do stuff, bro. I don't know if we you do know stuff. That. We do stuff. Delage came out with that tagline. I love it. Exceptional stand. We do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we do stuff. Yeah. It's the greatest, greatest tagline ever. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah and I put oh, the link yeah. in the description for everyone so you can you can uh, click and bookmark it. But if you can make it, I know that they probably love that to have you there. Uh, again, I reached out to. Uh, I put a, a request form in there to. Hopefully, maybe get some of the organization, the organizers behind the event to, to come on and talk about that today's events, you know, what's planned uh, so that we can share that information. Because I think it's very pivotal right now, as well as like the Schiller Institute is talking about this madness and really trying to, you know, I, you know, again, Schiller's talking a lot and LaRouche organization about, you know, real potential for some type of a nuclear exchange, which no one wins uh, during that. So I think we're we're in that time period right now that we need to to really start pushing forward an anti-war uh, movement be. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, why, why is our side? Like, like we literally are a bunch of satanic assholes that run our countries. Literally. It's time for the good people to take our, our countries back. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, it, it, it is because there's several narratives that are, are falling apart. The, the wheels are falling off in terms of how they're controlling the information uh, we're starting to see a lot of pushback, especially with with Pfizer uh, in, in general, be a lot of people who have personally and it shouldn't take that long. Darn it. It shouldn't take that long for for important people or or doctors to be harmed uh, by by the jab. It shouldn't take that much to gain the, the traction. But it is what it is. I'm not going to complain. Uh, but B, there was an interesting interview and this took place. Let me find it here real quick. Uh uh, Taylor Hudak, uh, who's an independent journalist, we've, we've you know, had her on before, um, shared what oh, yeah. happened uh, basically in regards to one of the royal family members. I believe it was the, 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 the one of the, uh, the princesses was uh, was harmed. And uh, basically in, in Thailand, family, in Thailand. Yes. Yeah. And the family was lied to. The family was lied to. Um, she received her third booster, I believe. And literally within 24 to 48 hours uh, was deemed unconscious. I believe. Oh, my she's, God. And and they brought forth and they said, well, listen, she is uh, she has a, a a viral infection of what she's she's fighting against, and 
and then and, and some independent doctors brought forth to the family and said no that's not what's causing this that, that doesn't make any sense i'll play a portion of this interview but there's a a, a shorter video that i think gets to the point i'm going to find that real quick before i'm finding that but here we go three i'm born here in lucerne 1967 i'm 55 years old my mother is swiss from lucerne and my father was persian he was a banker we had banks in asia and in Middle East, and he got assassinated in 2013 in Malaysia. Wow. We're still investigating, by the way. And I was a global investment banker working in London and New York and Kazakhstan. Um, I was advising heads of states. My territory was the Russian Federation, Central Asia, Middle East, Africa, and Central Europe. Uh, by the way, long history with Hungary. I understand someone, somebody here is from Budapest or from Hungary. Um, the only thing which I inherited from my father, the most important thing is DNA is integrity. And one object, I want to show it to you. This is an antique Parisian um, hammer of a judge. And it's from René Jouniac. He also was an advisor to President Shiska Restan. Unfortunately, he crashed in a plane in Africa with an African president. But he gave it to my father. And this is the symbol of justice. As is my flag, my country, Switzerland. I have been involved in many crises of governments. Some of them were discussions of war and peace. And what I'm doing now is the duty of a Swiss citizen, according to Article 6 of our Swiss constitution, meaning to uphold, respect the laws, the constitution, and justice, so that the democracy that we are blessed with, rare on this earth, will be upheld and can continue for generations to last. I'm not a lawyer. I'm a strategic banker and advisor. And in this case, I have to tell everybody again, me, my wife, and my mother, she's 80, we are vaccinated or injected three times by Pfizer-BioNTech mRNA. Stop. By the way, my mother's side, my great-granduncle was president of Switzerland, and federal council, his famous Rudolf Minger. I feel also for him obliged to seek justice in this country so that the people can be free. This case, this flag is now watched globally because it's the only and the first uh, running. Uh, can we forward to what he's going to say? This guy's is going dribbling on and on. I am a strategic banker who worked for the undersecretary. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Of the secretary. Their alerts and their notifications, because sometimes they take 10 to 15 minutes or longer for them to, to the newsletter. So that's a with you via email to say, according to reports, she's most likely affected, most likely a victim mm. of the jab. That's right. The report comes to us from sources living in Thailand. And a new interview that a Thai doctor, Dr. Uh, Sukaret Bakhtadi, um, he sat down with Pascal Najati um, in an interview presented by journalist Taylor Hudak. Now listen to Dr. 
hopefully I'm saying the name correctly. Uh, Bhakti, that's it. Dr. Bhakti. Sometimes when I'm looking at the names, I'm like, all right, brain process, process, process. Dr. Bhakti explains the ridiculousness. So he explains the ridiculousness of the story of the bacterial infection that was told to the royal family about what Jeez. happened to the princess in the coma. Listen to him set this up, and we'll get to more on this watch. One daughter of the present king, Ram the Tenth, collapsed and is in coma. She, uh, within, uh, I think it was 23 days after the third shot, and she's young. Of course, 44 years old, never been seriously ill, collapsed and is now in a coma. And the diagnosis that was given by the authorities and by the university is so ridiculous. She's supposed to have a bacterial infection that will never do what she's suffering from. And so we uh, determined, and uh, the activists in Thailand uh, who have been on this for many, many months now, great guys, also a professor from the University of Bangkok. He's gotten in touch with the royal family, and we are sending information to the royal family to alert them to the fact that in all probability, the princess is suffering as a victim mm. of this death, as so many people around the world have been suffering. So, you know what's even scarier for me with this story, really quick? Yeah. Is the fact that there are powers that be that had more power to misinform a king about what happened to his daughter. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, if you realize the tentacles of this thing, how many billions are at stake around the world? I mean, the fact that you literally have like the head of these gr groups texting with the head of the European Commission, right? Ursula von der Leyen. Like, we want to know the context of those text messages. Think about heads of, heads of governments, heads of uh, NGOs, heads of, uh, you know, uh, non-elected government, like the head of the European Commission. She's not elected by you or me, right? So think of the tentacles of this thing, it's far and wide. And remember- V, I know you have some thoughts on Pfizer. Go for it. You know, if people think, and again, these are idiots and assholes and, 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 and uneducated morons who are also severely miseducated and, and they've been given degrees, therefore they think they're smart and that they're accomplished, but they're actually idiots. Now, Borla, who is the, the, the uh, CEO of Pfizer, whose previous job, he was a veterinarian in some small farm town. That, that, that's the only medical experience he had was putting suppositories inside of iguanas. Okay? That's the only experience he has. So if they think that the royal Thai family is just going to be A-OK -okay with their daughter, with the princess being in an incapacitated state and that this is going to be just brushed under the rug, they have another thing coming for them. This will only accelerate. Folks, I think with everything that's been happening, and look, isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing 
that the that we've talked about this, and I I told you all of you over a year ago almost that COVID's going to go away, and the, the and then the pharmaceutical companies are going to start getting hammered. Pfizer and Cowboy, you can vouch me on this one. Pfizer, Moderna, all these mRNA companies are going to get hammered. Folks, do do not think that this is all just coincidence and happenstance that hot on the heels of everything that's been being uncovered, both in the European Commission, where the Pfizer idiots admitted that, yeah, we tested on six different mice. That's the level of testing we've done on the boosters. Uh, Yeah, we didn't have any long-term human studies. Yeah, we didn't do jack squat. Yeah, the quality control was atrocious. Yeah, we were mixing the, the vials of vaccines along with peanut butter. I'm being facetious there, but you get the idea. Don't think all these exposés that have occurred, and if you really take a moment to go back and search within the last year, the last 10 months, the last six months, all the explosive things that are being uncovered, that the Dr. Robert Malone and the McCulloughs and, and all these things that are happening coming to the surface is all just happenstance. No, there is a direction and there is a counter to the Davos narrative that is occurring behind the scenes. And these counterparties are pushing this through. Pfizer is dead meat. Now, for the, the worst thing, and I thought this whole you know Jordan Walker uh, thing was was pretty bad, the, the, fla- the flamboyant uh, 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 gay guy who got busted in a, in a Brooklyn pizzeria talking about, yeah, the Pfizer's doing directed evolution, i.e. gain of function, in order to preempt, uh, preemptively create vaccines so they can control the market. So freaking evil, something out of a, 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 a sci-fi movie, something out of a James Bond type of movie with a villain. We, I thought that was explosive. But let me explain something to you. This whole situation with the Thai princess getting injured, this is bigger for the elites, okay, than Jordan Walker. Albert Borla is on borrowed time. Pfizer is on borrowed time. And if I was, and I'm telling you, watch what happens within the next few weeks and in the next few months to Pfizer. You're going to see something incredible happen to them that you would not expect. Keep a lookout. Their stock is about to get hammered. Folks, this is to a level when one of these elites and the Thai royal family is ridiculously wealthy. Okay, ridiculously wealthy. All right, they have enough gold there to make you puke. If you think this is going to be brushed under the rug and go quietly into the night, and Hobo, he just said, Hobo Sermons, who lives in Thailand, stated that when that princess dropped in the middle of the street, which is literally less than 34 kilometers from where Hobo lives, and instantaneously you saw helicopters and F-16s Screaming across the skies, folks. You think this is going to go, uh, go into, into the darkness? No, 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 no. This is the and Balaj is right. That rumor is true. Research assets and not and some profits are already being moved to shell companies offshore for Pfizer. They're getting ready to bail. They're getting ready to bail. I warned all of you. I told all of you 
almost a year ago this would happen and we're here cj nope very very well said b um i think the tide is uh turning against against pfizer um you know i have I've been uh, participating and listening into quite a bit of Twitter spaces of people who are, are, are very upset, a lot of people who were, were injured. And I keep thinking to myself, you know, because I've been in this game a long time in regards to uh, cleaning our vaccines, uh, you know, for, for personal reason, having to witness two sons that were vaccine injured. And, and my, my only thing is that why, why did it take this long? You know, I know we can't look at, look in the back, but we knew that these vaccines weren't, weren't safe. We, you know, we've been we've been saying these things for 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 well over a decade. Look at the criminality of the Pfizer. Look at the 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 fines, the the two point three two point four billion dollar fine that they had to pl- to, to to pay. Yep. But yet, people, trusted people, doctors, scientists, everyone bought into this narrative in regards to this vaccine. I have sympathy for them still, but why, why didn't we listen? Why didn't we listen to the autism community many, many years ago and say, Hey, we need to investigate this. We need to look at this. Why, why isn't anything being done? So it kind of frustrates me a little bit now when I hear all these people who are finally just waking up just because it, again, I apologize. I'm, I'm sad that they were personally affected by it, but I've been living that. I've been living that for, many, many, many years and sounding the alarm bells, trying to raise awareness. Yep. And, but, but, but no one listened. And you should have been. So I'm not saying shame on you, but to a certain extent, you, you played the cards that you were dealt. And now you want to hold these people, people accountable. I've been trying to hold them accountable for over 10 years now. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of frustrating V. kind of frustrating. No, brother, it is, man. It's like it's frustrating because here you are, you're, you're, you've been screaming on the mountaintop forever, and finally the rest of the world is kind of catching up to, to, to individuals like you who have been screaming from the mountaintops, and the, and, and the rest of society finally climbs the mountain and be like, oh, shit, oh, you're all right. Our institutions are corrupt as hell. Oh, you are right. They don't, yeah, the vaccines are all jacked up. Oh, you are right. Oh, there is a plot to to depopulate and sterilize and cause as much damage as possible. Oh, you are right. And that's where we are, folks. That's where we are. Well, even dating back to, like, the entire, gosh, I can't remember her name, like, you know, Jen- Jenny McCarthy. You know, you can think of what you will of her, but, you know, when her son was, was injured in that, that entire movement with Green Our Vaccines uh, that, that took place with her boyfriend at one time, the the, the, the comedian, um, you know, when they had, they've had rallies in Washington, D.C. My God, this 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 is like a flashback to, you know, many years ago, the, the warning signs were there. They, they were there and, and and people didn't believe it. They touted it as a conspiracy theory that there was no there was no proof for it. It's just um, again. And, and, and here we are. And so you learn nothing. You learn nothing from history. And I just pray this time that people learn from this, especially as we evolve and, and we move forward into the new financial system. V. think you're muted he may have had a phone call oh sorry about okay. that no that's all right yep. That, yep that's all i had for today yep very good and folks thank you all for listening in we'll be back on monday with jet blake and harley schlanger and the next friday uh velas will be back 
Uh, he will be on full tilt. So get yes. ready for that one. And uh, we're going to have a great show this week. This week is going to be great. I don't know, Gus and Cowboy, and it's going to be fantastic. And with that being said, enjoy y'all's weekends. We are over and out. Take it away, El Cuco.